Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Dinner with Nate. I'm your host, Nate Flansberg, and uh, this episode is titled Big Trouble in Cheeseburger Pie. My guests today are Justin and Mary Rotherham. How's it going? Good. We're good. We're excited to be here. We've had so much homework to do over the last couple of days that we've been like talking to each other constantly about, okay, like, we got to watch the movie. We got to cook the dinner. We got to like go to the grocery store and have the right thing. And so yeah, there's been way too much buildup over this. <laughs> a lot. There has been a lot of conversation listen, about the whole thing. Uh, listen, I'm, this is like, I'm actually, this is probably my most excited one since I started this because I'm super excited about this movie, but also like, this dish that you have <laughs> pitched to me just actually is like such a thing that I love a kind of thing that I would have loved as a kid and still do like, as I was cooking it, I'm just like, Oh God, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So um, what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, your recipe for cheeseburger pie cheeseburger pie which i'm super stoked about yeah <laughs> and then if, so nate if you were my dad you'd be like my oh my it's cheeseburger pie <laughs> <laughs> that is that is definitely a way to pitch it for sure yeah like you're <laughs> never you're never ever going to be able to like look at it or meal plan for it or think about it again without being like my oh my um and then we're also going to talk about the the i don't even know what the the fantasy comedy kung fu epic big trouble in little china and i, and I am so excited about that <laughs> me too <laughs> um okay so let's talk about this let's talk about this food first so okay. you sent me a picture of the recipe which right. is fantastic because it's basically just ingredients with no instructions. Right. Except for, I think it says drain on it, but it's in a really sweet, weird spot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. the kind of recipe that I love because I really was like, I wonder when this goes in. And <laughs> I wonder what I'm supposed to drain. And exactly. it, yeah. so this was a good challenge for me. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, tell me about this. Tell me about this recipe for cheeseburger pie. Yeah. Okay. So this is my mom's recipe. And I, I think I, I told you when I sent it to you that this is how I learned to cook is through a list of ingredients with zero instructions. And in fact, that particular recipe that I sent you, you notice it's like torn out of a page and it's like scribbled down or whatever. It's because I'm sure at some point in time, I called my mom probably in our like early married life in my college years and I was like mom how do you make cheeseburger pie and my mom who is a fabulous cook and terrible at giving instructions <laughs> like if you ask her how to drive from point a to point b she'll tell you well you know go left out of the driveway turn right at the end of the street and follow your nose mm -hmm. she'll just be like then you'll be there it'll be fine and uh, Never mind that there's like four or five other left and right hand turns that you have to take in order to get wherever you're going. Right. So same deal with instructions for cooking. So I'm scribbling down these instructions and 
that's just how it is. And so for like a really long time in our early life together, I screwed up so much food. Like if, if I could make it wrong or burn it or undercook it or overcook it, or like if you could mess it up, I, I messed up all the food that I ever cooked but until it, I was like 35. But that's like the best way to learn how to do something right though, right? Is to totally mess up a bunch yeah. of times. I mean, it's frustrating, but that's the best way to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's the way that I learned how to cook. It, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just, or just. Yeah. Oh, okay, so hold on. I have to, so I have to ask this. Now, neither of you are from the Midwest, right? No. Right. I, but my, right, you're both from Oregon. Yeah. 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 But, but me, it, it just seems like such a Midwest, being from Nebraska, it seems like such a Midwest um yeah. Thing, but I mean that I, I shouldn't be generalizing that like cheeseburger pie can't be like you know everywhere, <laughs> you know. Well, so it's funny because it's entirely possible that this is my mom's recipe that came from my grandmother, who is from Warren, Ohio, and so okay. some of the other like famous weird food that we eat in our family is um like my dad grew up kind of um poor and so they would call it payday dinner mm -hmm. and payday dinner was hamburger patties in red sauce with mashed potatoes and peas and okay. then at one point in time payday dinner became mountain when some kid because he was like one of 11 kids so some kid i think it was after mount st helens exploded actually <laughs> some kid like put the mashed potatoes and then the hamburger patty and then the red sauce and then the peas around. And that's like a volcano. Chicken. And that's mountain. All right. So that's almost like uh, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but with a lot more red sauce. <laughs> like a lot. So, but I have a question for you, Nate, because it had been a while since I made this. I really have two questions for you, but it had been a while since I'd made this recipe. And the first time I went back to make it, and I'm looking at my own handwritten notes from 20 years ago with no instructions. And it says, you know, like salsa slash tomato paste slash uh, spaghetti sauce slash whatever. Yes. <laughs> okay. So how did you interpret that particular? I, I thought it was, uh, you could use one of those three things, whatever was on hand. Very good. <laughs> Is that correct? You chose correctly. Yeah, I didn't think it required all three different things. <laughs> I just like was guessing. I went I went with pizza sauce though. Okay. <laughs> was there was there even a pie crust recipe? There's not a pie crust recipe on that no. on that piece of paper. Mm -mm. It just so you, pour into a pie shell. Yeah, yeah so it. you so you have to know like how to accomplish pie crust or just you bought or you buy one. Yeah. Yeah, buy one. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh, yeah, I love recipes like that where it's a it's a detective yeah. uh, situation or just kind of doing your your best guess. It is choose your own adventure cooking. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, or it's the empty whatever is red in your refrigerator that is totally. tomato based into cheeseburger pie until you have you know the desired consistency of meat cracker and pie 
absolutely. You know, yeah, the, yeah, filling. <laughs> the cracker thing was funny to me because I was like, huh. I, I, I knew that it was like, you know, probably in substitution of like breadcrumbs. Yes. In fact, I've used breadcrumbs instead of crackers. Yeah. I use breadcrumbs because yeah. I didn't have any crackers. I just assumed that, you know, I yep. I figured some stuff out yeah. in the first round. <laughs> I don't know if it'll taste as good, but um, I did. So, so basically, here, listeners, this is the recipe. It's, it's a pound of ground beef that you, you brown and then drain. That's the only instruction that's written there. It's a drain. Yep. Then you, and I'll tell you what I did. And then you tell me if I did this right. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah. I browned the beef. Then I, um, I actually put, um, I had some mushrooms, so I cut them up and put them in there too. Because you know who doesn't like a mushroom cheeseburger? Gross! <laughs> That's, mushrooms are disgusting. So okay, never do that again. I guess. But if you want like to them. add nutrition to this next time, do carrots. Okay. Oh no, carrots in a cheeseburger? <laughs> oh yeah, like chopped up real, you know, like <laughs> diced carrots. Um. So I so I had mushrooms in there. Um. Then I put. Then I. Poured in the pizza sauce and stirred that up into it. And it said small can. So I assumed it was like half of a normal size can, which is what I did because I didn't ha I couldn't find the tiny cans. Anyway, um, so stirred that in. Uh, breadcrumbs in place of crushed crackers because I didn't have that, but I did have breadcrumbs. Uh, one egg. Okay. A half a cup of milk, mm -hmm. oregano, and then two cups of cheese. And I pretty much just stirred this all together. Okay. And then put it into the pie shell. Now, then I was baking it. And it didn't look the same as the picture you sent me. <laughs> So I realized that the cheese probably meant was meant to go on top of it after you put it all in. Yeah. yeah. So I put some more cheese on top of that. So this is going to, mine's got a lot of cheese going this on. This is going to be really cheesy. <laughs> so I, put, I, like that I only variation. put a little bit on top because I wanted it to look right. Yeah. But, um, but definitely, uh, yeah, the, that, that was definitely a, a failure part of me interpreting it uh, Partially because the cheese is like listed high up on the thing. It's not the last thing. There's no order to the recipe. It's kind of just everything's written on there. And you just right. got to know, apparently. So yeah, It's because I'm telling you how this conversation went. I called my mom and I was like, mom, how do you make cheeseburger pie? And she goes, okay, well, you, you know, you brown cheeseburger. And then she tells me all these things and she would have like thrown things in as she remembered them because she would have been uh -huh. like, oh yeah. And you got to put some oregano in, you know, with, when you brown the meat, like put some mm -hmm. oregano. <laughs> And so that's just the order that I scribbled it down. And then I got to the bottom of the page and I needed the topping. And so I went back to the top kind of, you know, right column to write it down the rest of it. So mm -hmm. I like that variation of the cheese mixed in with the hamburger. I might try that next time yeah. I make it. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to. Yeah. So I made cheeseburger pie tonight mm -hmm. and I don't make it very often at all. And so every time I do make it, I play on a different variation. And so tonight I made 
barbecue cheeseburger pie. Okay. And so when I brown meat, I put barbecue season, like hickory's barbecue seasoning in with my burger. I, uh, um, and onions, diced onions in with it. Uh, and then I, I, I did kind of what you did, which is I took some of the cheese and I, and I mixed it in and then I put barbecue sauce in along with crackers and that things good. like that. So, yeah, so it's a, it, there's, there's no wrong way. <laughs> Mary's shaking her head. <laughs> I, I am I'm shaking. I'm like the, the cheeseburger, the spirits of cheeseburger pie. While it is delicious, I agree with that. The spirits of cheeseburger pie are abhorred at the moment. They're just like, like you fancy pants Oregonian messing with our Midwest inspired recipes. Probably riots in your city. Okay, sorry. I don't know if this is a political uh, podcast or not. It can be. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, no, this reminded me of, you know, I was, a, I was a, a kid of a single mom. This reminded me, it reminds me very much of, of something that she would have thrown together when I was a kid um, uh, with yeah. like, you know, casseroles and stuff. She used to make a thing called goop, <laughs> which, is basically, goop? which is basically like just a, a like, shitty version of shepherd's pie how do you how do you make a shitty version of shepherd's pie that's delicious well, <laughs> well it's i mean it was a, basically the same probably but it would have like sometimes it would have like canned green beans in it it was it depended on the it depend it was one of those things that was dependent on what was in the house so yeah. so it would have can, sometimes canned green beans in it it would have mashed potatoes it would have ground beef and tomato sauce of some sort mm -hmm. so it was it was like a scaled down ver you know it wasn't like real uh, real shepherd's pie yeah, didn't like I think that's lamb amazing. in it or anything you know it yeah. was it was like what but it had that sort of that same sort of idea to it yeah but um, but she called it goop. I didn't, you know. Yeah, it de definitely needs better marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, for a kid, that's like okay, cool. It's goop. Yeah, like goop. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you said canned green beans, and that reminds me. So we've got cheeseburger pie, but we haven't talked about what you serve cheeseburger pie with. Oh. Because there are sides that are traditional with cheeseburger pie. Okay. And canned green beans, green beans from a can, is one of them. Like we ate those. Mm-hmm five nights a week when I was a kid growing up and French fries, right? Because what do you eat with cheeseburgers? French fries. So you have French fries and canned green beans and cheeseburger pie. And that is dinner. Okay. And it's awesome. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to decide, like looking at, it, I was like, I wonder if you, if it would be good to throw like bread and butter pickles on top of this. <laughs> I bet it would. <laughs> I bet it would. I don't know. Um, and now we've got our stuff. And I'll have to, yeah, yours looks. So I don't know, you, I don't know if you like take a zoom picture of this, but it's the, the cross section of pie. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll have to show you the picture kinda... of the, I'll, I'll send you a photo of what it looked like before I sliced it okay. um, later. But I mean, it's um, important what it looks like after it's sliced too, right? Like you have to, it has to kind of like, 
it you should be able to like get a pretty good cross section you know it shouldn't yeah. fall apart once it's cooled when it's hot you know i think whatever but i think the fact that i put so much cheese in it yeah it caused some sort of stability issues <laughs> but There's the structural integrity good. of the pie yeah and emily uh Listeners, my wife, as I sliced this downstairs, uh, she said, that looks kind of intense. <laughs> so I'm not sure if she's going to try it. <laughs> well, I'll so I, might eat, I might eat this whole pie by myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you that it makes excellent leftovers. And uh -huh. I might just bring her one that is not so intense. Like, I'll bring her a regular one that Justin hasn't, like, sissified with barbecue sauce and... And just a regular cheeseburger pie. It's excellent comfort food. It's for it's for cold winter nights. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. We're gonna, okay. I'm going to taste this thing. Okay. Here we go. So are we tasting together? Is this like... Yeah. Okay. Justin had his for dinner, so he could like narrate the tasting. <laughs> this is... It, it is intense. But I don't... Not intense like... It's not like intense like oh my gosh this is like spicy or whatever it's it's intense because it does taste like a cheeseburger in pie form mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. it's pretty on on the nose um yeah yeah i'm curious about your crust did you did you make it yourself i did not i had a emily had made something recently and had bought two crusts so there was just a crust sitting in our freezer so i think she made she made a pecan pie for thanksgiving i yeah. think and tell you. and she never makes her crust she like she always buys it yeah yeah um which is which is fine yeah um, that's the um that's that's the like authentic mary's mom's way of making pie crust is to buy it from the store she hates making crust so oh, good i'm an originalist you hit it you hit it to the t <laughs> it's perfect except except well so and i know we want to get to talking about this movie here but just for the listener's benefit if you are going to make cheeseburger pie so you brown the hamburger mm -hmm. with the oregano so seasoned with oregano oh then, i did i did do that Okay. All because right. it, like it seemed like you were supposed to do that at the same time. Because I yeah. think it says oregano before drain. So then I yes. assumed that. It <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you drain off the extra like fats, you know. Mm -hmm. So you, you brown it with the oregano, you drain it. Mm -hmm. And then off of the heat, you add whatever red sauce you have mm -hmm. in your refrigerator, whether it be leftover tomato paste or spaghetti sauce or salsa or barbecue sauce well, hold if you're on. really desperate have you done it with salsa before uh-huh because that sounds weird to me no it's really good is it yeah okay yeah it Wouldn't does that, change that'd the be flavor. more like taco pie then yeah maybe <laughs> yeah but it, yeah but if that's what you if that is the red tomato based item that you have in your refrigerator then that totally works it'll work yeah okay and then you, in the 10 to 12 crushed crackers or the equivalent in breadcrumbs, and you mix all that up. That is what goes into the pie shell. 
then the topping is the two cups of cheese, the half a cup of milk, the egg, oh, and the um, uh, dry mustard, which you didn't mention mm. before, but I'm thinking. No, I did use that though. Yeah, but and the dry I, mustard. See, I just mixed everything and put it in the pie crust. Um, mm -hmm. So okay. Yeah. So listeners. So then, yeah. That's so that's a, the topping. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's the topping, and then you pour that on top of the pie, and you bake it for until it's done. Mm -hmm. Which are the instructions that my mother gives me for how to bake everything until yeah. it's done. Which is about, it's about 40 minutes mm -hmm. in a 350 oven. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I totally lost my train of thought about, because I'm like, I have just eaten a lot of this pie already. <laughs> You can really like just sit here and like it like I I could probably eat half of it out of yeah. the pan and yeah. like then I would regret it but like it's definitely easy going down. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it's not hard, yeah. And I will say it scales up really easily. So if you have a, you know, more than a 9-inch pie plate, mm -hmm. if you've got a bigger I don't know that they make them, although I have a couple of them. But you know, if you need to double it or triple it, you just double it or triple it and put it into two or three different pies yeah you should you know what would be i don't know why you would do this but um <laughs> if you wanted to do like a a cheeseburger pie sampler uh sort of table and and try it you know have justin's barbecue version have the traditional version have the salsa version yeah. and uh maybe change up the types of cheese that you throw in there also yeah, I don't know. I went with sharp. Really? I went with sharp cheddar. Yep. Because it didn't right. say it just said cheese. So really <laughs> well, in my house, that was the only type of cheese growing up. That was that's cheese was yellow. You see, I think you you do a Swiss cheeseburger with oh, with mushrooms, with bacon and mushrooms. Yeah, oh. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I know that you don't like any of those things that are good, but. <laughs> I think we should talk about the movie now. <laughs> oh, Tired of getting man. beat up on. Yeah. Well, listeners, also I want to point out that um, I know these two from our our soccer sort of time, yep. playing futsal together. Yep. Mary and I coached a, our daughter's soccer team for a couple few years there. Yep, that was good times. I miss that. Um, we are Thorns and Timbers supporters here in Portland. Be nice to go. Be nice to see people, our kids, and 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 the two professional soccer teams in town play for real sometime yeah. um, in the near future. But you know, it's been a weird year. But now we're in in twenty twenty one. Let's see if that changes anything. Um, so far, the weirdness continues. Yeah, it does. Oh, God. Okay. Um, well, let's take just a quick break, and then we're going to talk about Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, 
and we're back. I'm here with my guests, Justin and Mary Rotherham. And we are, um, we just finished up eating their cheeseburger pie. I mean, I'm still kind of eating it. And, and you will be for and days I, and yeah. well, maybe not days and days, but I might be because I'm not <laughs> sure who else is going to eat it. <laughs> Apparently it's too intense for my wife. Um, and, uh, but I, I think I could, I could convince Ollie to eat it. Uh, yeah. Why not? Well, like, it's like he, deep dish pizza. Come on. He's like a little dude. Like this is, this is dude food. Like there's just no way around it's weird it. though about certain things. Like he yeah. won't eat, he doesn't like mashed potatoes. Like I don't understand kids that don't under, don't like mashed potatoes. Mm. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. But, um, anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about the 1986 John Carpenter movie, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, yes. Which, uh, Let's talk about this. Mary hadn't seen before. <laughs> um, no, Justin, you hadn't seen it in a long time though, right? I hadn't. Uh, I want to say it's probably been, it's been at least five years since I've seen it. It may have been as many as 10, but th- I feel like there's a period of time time in my life that I saw this movie a hundred times. Yeah. And so it was incredibly familiar. Like I had just seen it the day before, as soon as we started watching it. In (laughs) fact, I think I couldn't help but yell out taglines from the movie Mm -hmm. as it was playing. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I don't know why this movie connects with me so well, but I love it. It was your dad's favorite movie, right? It was yeah. This was this was like heavy rotation in my in my house growing up for a little while. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't remember the first time I saw it. I do, but I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday. It was um, Sunday. It was, <laughs> um, but I remember watching it a million times. And then even in my even in my early twenties, I remember watching it with my roommates Bart and Hav a million times also. And it was just, you know, quote after quote that we could throw out for this um this movie. But anyway, listeners, if you have not seen it, you should see it. Um now there's definitely gonna be some spoilers coming up, but here I'll give you the little synopsis of what this movie is about. Um so this is John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's it's um, a fantasy martial arts action comedy movie um, starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn, James Hong. And um, the film tells the story of Jack Burton, who is a, a truck driver. Old Jack Burton. Uh-huh. Driving his truck, the Pork Chop Express. Um, and he helps his friend Wang Chi rescue Wang's green-eyed fiance. Um from Meow, meow Nin, from, right? Meow Meow Yin. Meow Yin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um from bandits in San Francisco's Chinatown. Um they kind of they go into a mysterious underworld beneath Chinatown. Um, they face an ancient sorcerer named David Lopan, um, who requires a woman with green eyes to marry him in order 
to release him from a centuries-old curse because he's basically a walking ghost. Um, so that's kind of the the gist of it. That's the that's the synopsis. But that doesn't even get no that almost any makes of it the, sound, any yeah. of the fantasticness about this movie. That no. almost that, makes it sound like a coherent movie. Yeah, it's and, <laughs> and, okay. So wait a minute. And in your like seventy five percent of your synopsis happens in the first. 35 minutes of that's movie. true <laughs> that is like true maybe 90 percent of your synopsis uh-huh. happens in the first 35 minutes of the movie there, so yes there's so much more to this movie than <laughs> I just said. yeah um, so i i want to start with we watched this movie with a couple of teenagers uh-huh and mm-hmm. We were right about the thirty-minute mark, and we had to we we needed to pause for some odd reason. And and when it popped up that we were thirty minutes in, one of them said, 30 minutes? That's it?" And the other one responded with, "So much has happened." <laughs> well, good. I, I thought you were. Minutes. I thought you were going to say that they got up and left. No, 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 no. They were, I mean, they, I, I they think, were into it. Yeah, they were into it. But, yeah. um, but yes. It, yeah. And we forgot, Nate, when we first jumped on, I know this is a podcast, so this is not going to go well. But the, when we first got on, we said, oh, we have to greet you like this. Oh, with the, yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my, my roommates and I used to do this to each other all the time. <laughs> with the, so, so it's the like, kung and fu, not I love say anything. You. you just made the hand gesture right. yeah. and then yeah. like nod and smile. Yes. And listeners, the only way you can ever know the hand gesture is if you actually watch the movie, because we're just right. not, it's mm-hmm. the kung fu, I love you. And that's all we're going to say. <laughs> so the, the character, like, I'm assuming it was totally intentional. But well, here, first let me let me say this. So, I read that originally when they were working on the script for this, it was supposed to be a western that took place in 1890. But what? they rewrote the whole thing and um to to take place in the 80s in San Francisco. Um I think it was supposed to be San Francisco in the 1890s. But um so they changed it to the 1980s in San Francisco and rewrote the whole thing. But uh, Kurt Russell decided to still kind of emulate John Wayne. Um, okay, I can the whole see thing. that. All right, so his, yeah. like, his whole kind of persona is this like almost like a cowboy, but not like mm-hmm. the way he talks and stuff uh, is really affected for like having seen him in many, many other movies. It's definitely like a thing that he chose to do like specifically um and then and kim cattrall's character <laughs> who's who plays gracie law uh-huh. who is a lawyer uh-huh gracie law the lawyer, <laughs> the lawyer. <laughs> who plays although as a lawyer sort of plays her character like the spunky 1940s like um reporter lady yeah sort of even though there's a reporter involved in this movie as well. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, they're they're very like they're with all of the 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 kung fu and sort of the Chinese mythology and stuff that happens within this movie. It's like the two main like white characters are kind of the comic relief for everything. Oh, totally. And yeah. and I and I think it's. It's great the way that that works with this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where like Kurt Russell's like 
terrible fighter. He's yeah. bad at kung fu. <laughs> he's bad at boxing. He doesn't even know how to use like guns or a knife or any yeah. of those kinds of things. Like he just is mostly useless throughout the film. Yeah, and and that's what. <laughs> And, but he still sort of has this arrogance about him that, uh -huh. is, that is almost like you're thinking he's going to be like Indiana Jones, but he's nowhere near in Indiana. He's like the anti-Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. So it's funny you would say that because when Justin said Big Trouble in Little China, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie. I'm sure I've seen that movie. I had not seen this movie, mm -hmm. but I often get it mixed up with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Like in my mind... <laughs> Gracie Law and the the oh, girl it's, character. It's both, it's both, yeah, it's both Kim Cattrall. It's not Kim it's Cattrall, not Kim but, Cattrall. but it's, in, in uh, Temple of in Temple in, of Doom. Temple of Doom is not Kim Cattrall. I don't think so. Really? But I mean, it's her like doppelganger for sure. And hold on a second. I know. Hold on, Justin's chat backed. Yes, checking. it is. I know this for sure. Don't maybe I don't. Am I wrong? Who We're is it checking. that's in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Or maybe I'm just it's, thinking that because isn't she married to Steven Spielberg? Um, so it's it's Kate Capshaw. Oh, it's Kate Capshaw. That's who's married to Steven Spielberg. Eh, yes. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, but those are the things that I get mixed up. But I will tell you, okay, so the thing that I love about all these characters and the writing, so despite the fact that Gracie Law, the lawyer, which is mm -hmm. very 1980s, the other thing that I love about all these characters is that they, like, introduce themselves the first time you see them in the film. Uh -huh. You know, like, Jack Burton's talking on the CB to God knows who about God uh -huh. knows what at uh -huh. the beginning of the movie, and he's like, oh, Jack Burton, no, 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 and you're like, okay, that's Jack Burton, and then uh -huh. Gracie Law... <laughs> No, it's not the first time I think we see her. It's the second time, but she comes into the restaurant and she's like, don't worry, everybody. It's me, Gracie Law. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, and throughout the whole movie, every time you see a new character, somebody is like, who are you? Which gives that person an opportunity to just like introduce themselves in this sort of like overly flamboyant manner mm -hmm. that, you know, just like continues yeah. throughout the whole movie. I so I, I think in the first ten seconds of this movie, who is Jack Burton talking to? And I, I mean, that's I like I grew up, and I, I feel like both of us grew up that our families at one point or another had CB radios in right. vehicles, and I can tell you that he's breaking every rule of of talking of CB etiquette. He's he is just endlessly i mean he's he's podcasting he's, he's monolith yeah he's monolithic <laughs> he is yeah. a lonely he's a lonely truck driver <laughs> and he's just talking to whoever's gonna listen yeah and he just he's just like you know waxing philosophical on the cb as he drives around eating a giant hoagie sandwich yeah. <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, I like how he he introduces himself. Gracie introduces herself. I'm Oh, the the thing I forgot about this is at the very beginning is Egg Shen is telling the story. Right. right. <laughs> to a lawyer. Like, to a lawyer. That's the that's the beginning in the beginning of the movie is him telling it like he's 
explaining what happened all uh, what is it what you're about to see mm-hmm. he's expl- like as if it had already happened um which i think was really common storytelling um method in the 80s like there's a lot yeah. of movies that start out that way the princess bride starts out that way uh-huh. like, i mean there's a lot of of stories that end that way this one didn't or that begin that way this one didn't end that way right <laughs> like it didn't like it never came it never back around. Yeah, it doesn't circle around no yeah <laughs> yeah in fact so, everyone leaves at the end of this movie yeah, yeah like action goes on vacation yeah no it was it's good yeah so, so i wonder though what does it i mean i should have looked this up before we had this conversation but that's got to have some kind of like literary like title you know like that type of storytelling has to have some kind of some film film major study i don't know i mean you have like a built-in narrator yeah they're not the narr, but they're not really the narrator i mean it's like it's it's r2d2 supposedly all the star wars movies are really just being recounted by r2d2 some to someone they never do that in the movies but that's the that's but in the the books that's the idea huh that's interesting but um uh okay so anyway <clears throat> jack comes to town he meets up with his friend wang mm-hmm. um wang needs to go to the airport to pick up his uh fiance who's coming in from uh china mm-hmm. um they go to meet her there she gets kidnapped by so the what were they called the the um the lords of death lords they're, of death gang they're the most 80s gang ever yeah i i feel like i mean when i did the when i did the episode listeners you'll remember when i did the episode about um uh night at the comet it seems like um directors thought that um gang members should look like they're in Devo. <laughs> like they always had, like so no, even the music. No, glasses. Like he's not gonna wear those. You can't <laughs> see through them. Like the the louver kind of glasses. Like yeah. How's that? The ones like, that had the slit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that work for fighting? You can't see anything through that. Anyway, yeah. but um, uh, but and they always have like cool clothes sort of you know yeah yeah sort of well hit. they definitely don't have sleeves on their jackets yeah and their collars don't lay down their collars yeah. are are popped yeah yeah um but anyway so his his fiance gets kidnapped by these guys but um, sort of by mistake right or well or just i don't by, think that's true um like I they're think, just there to pick up any chinese girl that happens to come in to like traffic her that's what Gracie Law thought, but if you watch closely, when the guy grabs the first girl, he looks at her face, and I think he's looking at her eyes. And then he grabs the other girl, uh, Wong's fiance, and he looks yeah. at her eyes, and, they're, and, and they then take they her go. because okay. she has jade green eyes. Okay. So, so I think they were sent there 
by Lopan, but we don't know that at this point. I don't point. know. But so then why do the, so if these are the lords of death, what do they call thunder, rain, and, and lightning? The guy, uh, you know, the, the weather. The storms. The storms. So then why do the storms have to steal her from the brothel, from the white tiger? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so yes, yeah. so then, so she gets taken to this brothel, the white tiger, they, yeah. uh, Jack and Wong go to try to break her out. By pretending they're with the phone company. <laughs> no, yeah. that happens later. Oh no, that's later. That's different. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. That's right. That's where he goes oh. in as like the real nerdy accountant yeah, yeah. guy. So, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. dresses up like a nerd yeah. going in, acting as if he's going to be a, a John. Yes. A, a customer at this brothel. Mm -hmm. um, but he, you know, tips off the the madam running the place by saying, you know, I'm really interested in someone with green eyes. Yeah, I wish these I wish these pictures were in color. Cause yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, she immediately is tipped off because then they're like, Chinese girls don't have green eyes, right? And then yeah. uh, then it kind of goes crazy from there because these three guys show up the storms the storms mm -hmm. who are the the super well, powered sort of kung fu henchmen of david lopan yes although um, this is not the first time we've seen the it storms it is not the first time we've seen yeah them. yeah um we saw them at during the gang fight earlier yes in the movie yes um but um, so they are, they represent thunder, lightning, and rain. Yes. And apparently, uh, from what I read, they were uh, the basis for some of the first characters for Mortal Kombat. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the, so, um, which makes total sense. Uh, as, as is David Lopin. As is David Lopin, yes. Yeah, which, okay, so here's where your pop culture is intergenerational because that was the first thing that the teenagers said when they um, saw the movie. Like, okay. Like, that guy looks like Raiden. That guy looks like Raiden. That's exactly, yeah. And Justin was like, that guy is Raiden. Like, that's yep. who that is. Yeah. Who also of the storms is the only one with like a reasonable weapon because. The other two, like, weapons that, mm -hmm. that these guys have, it, like, Rain's weapon appears to be a set of back scratchers. <laughs> oh, no, he has a uh, uh, Rain. Rain has, Rain a, has sword. a sword. But, but when, they're in the, when they're in the alley during the gang fight, they each have, they each have like, traditional weapons. Oh, yeah. But Rain, yeah, Rain has, but, like... They, it's like metal back scratchers, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. They have like claw hands that, is, yeah, right, that come out, and yeah. And I know, you know, we've Your moved forward. For a weapon. Yeah, we've moved forward in the storyline here beyond the the gang fight that happened. But yeah, I, we're jumping back and forth right now. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, but I do have to point out, and we can continue to move forward. But I made this note because it was just so disgusting when I saw it happen. Is it because the. The alley is also the first time that we see Lopan, mm. where he shows up. I do think we maybe need to go back to the alley fight. Okay, let's jump back to the alley because we did not discuss when we met David Lopan first. Yeah. yeah. So, and and that's fine. 
if I need to, I can edit this somehow. <laughs> but let's go back to the. It's Alan. like it's. This is gonna sound super nerdy, but it, it's like when you're the secretary in Robert's Rules of Order. Like all things can be fixed with the minutes. You just put things in the minutes in the right order, and yeah. you know. I don't think podcasting is like that, but maybe we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, Wang and um, Jack Jack take his truck to from the airport chase down the um, the Lords of Death, the Lords of Death. Yep, that have uh, stolen his fiance, yep. and they go into this back alley in San Francisco, and it's almost like um. It's like a really enclosed, tight, old, like almost like a close um, where you have like, you have like apartment buildings that go up maybe three or four mm-hmm. floors and there's, and there's uh, like shops and stuff on the lower levels, but it's really like, it doesn't seem like you should be driving a vehicle in there. Like it's like an old, old, old part of town where like yep. you don't really drive in there anymore. You kind of maybe walk yeah. in like let alone a drive a semi they drive the front of a semi in there yeah you should not be driving a freightliner down an alley in this part of town it's just you shouldn't do it as they pull up like people kind of clear out and then they see there's a funeral procession mm-hmm. by one of the um one of the gang factions mm-hmm. is coming through really slow playing drums and carrying a casket yep the good guys the good guy gang faction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. The Chang Sing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as they're kind of looking around and stuff, then Jack cats, catches a glimpse of some guys with red headbands mm-hmm. coming up from behind the truck. Yep. And they and Wang informs him that that's their their enemy. Yeah, their rival gang, the Wu, the Wu, the Wu Kong, the Wu Kong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and there's one little disturbing little like snippet that happens here when Jack looks up to the balcony. I know what you're. So if we're <laughs> gonna spoil, we might as well say what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually does not what I was talking about. That's not what you were talking about. No, that's not what I was referring to. I mean, it wasn't disturbing to me, but it, yeah, it no, like one of these like chinese stereotype kind of things to throw yeah. in there to make it like more creepy because there's an old woman chopping something up on her balcony and then she puts the knife down and backs away and goes inside when she sees there's about to be a gang fight there but she's clearly cutting up a dog okay i we rewound that like four times trying to figure out what in the heck that was i was like it's got to be a goose it must be a goose but no you're right it's, it's totally- like a whippet or something it's like yeah. a little yeah. a little that's totally greyhound or something but yeah. you know it was the- had i known what that was i probably would be more disturbed but, but carry on with this alley fight thing because the thing that like totally grossed me out happens at the end of this alley fight it's the very last thing but so go okay. on go on so so the two gangs battle go at each other i mean it's guns and everything it's like it, yeah. it's like it's almost like how i was saying like they were going to make this an old west thing the one guy has uh pistols on both sides yeah, he's got six yeah. shooters yeah he's got six shooters and kind of like tapping the pistols kind of like it's a, a you know a, a gunfight like at high noon mm-hmm. and then he pulls it and they all just start shooting but then machine guns come out and then they've got meat cleavers and everybody's like fighting and yeah. like fighting with kung fu also um 
The guys in the background, if you look, um, clearly they ran out of budget because I think a couple of them are swinging two by fours at each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's lots of good little little bloopers in this one. Yeah. Of budgetary mm-hmm. constraints. And it's um, good to know that Freightliners are bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quality item. Um, 1986 uh, Freightliners. Yeah. Probably not so much these days, but like you, you right. Dicks, it's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they they like go at it for a really long time here. Um, and, and then this is where we first see the storms. The storms like right. interrupt. Yes. So the storms, and I'm not entirely sure why. We're not sure why at this point, but um, I mean, do they do they just do this? I can't remember offhand. Did the storms just kind of? kill or fight people indiscriminately or are they fighting for a specific side when they come down it seems as though that they are fighting with the guys in the in the red sashes okay that's with the bad guys with the bad guys yeah Yeah. so um yeah so the storms show up and and uh, help out the 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 bad guys, mm-hmm. uh, Jack and Wang. Like, I think they leave somehow through a side alley at first, and then they come back. Well, they try yes, to that drive multiple times, don't they? Yeah. And then they try they... to drive the truck. Yeah, and they try to driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This very ornate, like eight foot tall. Uh, mm-hmm. Chinese, like God looking figure. Mm-hmm is standing there and yeah. jack just like, hits him with the with the truck yeah drives right through him drives through him mm-hmm. and they get out to to look for him and he's mm-hmm. just standing behind the truck like nothing happened yep then laser shoot from his, opens eyes. his eyes and mouth and shoots like yeah. light beams out yeah into jack into jack yeah uh, as and, wang's and- saying don't look at the light yeah, very um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, totally. right? Like, don't look into the light. Yep. Well, and then as they as they run around, uh, Wang takes them and they go to another side alley, and he's like, "I can't see," and he's like, "Don't worry, it's only temporary." And then that immediately makes me think of Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> but then but while he's saying this, now this is the moment that like grossed me out. He's splashing San Francisco alley puddle water into his eyes being like don't worry this is gonna get better and i'm like not if you keep splashing san francisco puddle water into his eyes it worked don't worry you'll be able to see until the pink eye takes your sight away and then you won't be able to see anymore um so anyway that's a that's like the first big uh fight and sort of scene with with who we we now know as david lopan or lopan i don't even think they say david they just refer to him as lopan yeah well so i think in his human form he's david lopan but in his ghostly form he's just lopan yeah but i think wang kind of wang constantly tries to skirt any real information about him because Mm -hmm. he's he's basically um he's a ghost story right that that kids are told and like uh and and we slowly see this like kind of unraveling that there's a lot of like 
dark magic sort of sorcery stuff that goes on um, within the the Chinese community that people don't really know about, but like some of the younger people kind of ignore it. Like this is, right. it, it, yeah, yeah. It's like ghost stories from when we were kids, but they they know it's real, but they are yeah. trying to like remove themselves away from it. And um, well, he says as much to Jack. He's like, I didn't want to believe it either, but I have to because I'm Chinese. Right. Yeah, um, and we and we learn all of this at at Wang's restaurant. Yes. After Gracie Lee, Gracie Law uh, introduces herself. Don't worry, it's me, Gracie Law. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and Eddie Lee. Oh, God, oh, yes. yeah, Eddie, Eddie Lee. Uh, is Wang's other buddy. He, he's, yeah. he works for him at the restaurant, right? He's, he's, the, he's the maitre d' at the, at yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. He's a very uh, snazzy dresser. Yeah. And he drives a giant pink Cadillac. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. So... Okay. So we, can we pause here for a minute, though? Because yeah, yeah. I just, I think some of the fun things about this movie as we were watching it, and I know we're going to get to, like, more of it, because, again, we're not even 35 minutes in yet, yeah. I don't think. And, and we don't have to break down the whole movie. We can yeah. talk about just our favorite parts if we want to. Okay. But so the <laughs> transitions and the, like, some of the technical stuff that happened in this movie, the, the transitions and the pyrotechnics and, like, the special effects... Mm -hmm. We're both terribly awful and wonderfully real all at the same time. So like the yeah. first moment that I noticed some like crazy cinematography was after in the restaurant and they're talking about they're going to go to the White Tiger and save Miao Yin. And there is this like cinematic transition that starts from Wang's nostril and like circles oh, yeah. out until you know get to exactly see then the <laughs> pink Cadillac driving um, in front of the the white tiger. Yeah, that's a, that's like one of those old kind of transitions where they do the the pinhole that gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and then it changes. But yep. they did they it started right on his nose. Yeah, it's like in his it comes from his nostril. I think it was just <laughs> Like, nobody intended this to happen. The actor's just in the middle of the frame when they go to do that transition, and it looks like it comes out of his nose. Uh-huh. Yeah. I noticed that, too. I was like, that was a weird choice. Yeah, that was... They, it was... Couldn't, let it, they couldn't let the scene play for, like, three more seconds, so he was, like, a little to the left. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So, um, that was good. Yeah, the... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so this yeah. be, before we before we jump into any more of the, that sort of fun stuff. So this movie was a box office disaster. Yes, <laughs> it cost like something like twenty five million dollars, and it made eleven right in the, in the theaters. But now it's like a big. It's been a cult classic for a very long time, and I'm sure that's fine. This and I, apparently this also made John Carpenter stop working for big studios. Like his whole experience with this movie, he he was just like done with it. Yeah, yeah. he hated the it, like the whole experience of it because it's a twentieth century Fox movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and all of this, like all of maybe John Carpenter's more famous films, are, like precede this by a few years. I mean, mm -hmm. I think he he did Christine and. Um, Actually, I think this was the third movie that he did with Kurt Russell as, as the leading man. 
So we had this one, The Thing, and um, Escape from Escape New York. Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I yeah it that's that doesn't surprise me. This. <laughs> yeah. He, and, and he had always wanted to make a kung fu movie, and he got to and like he felt like the the sort of reception for this movie was like unfounded. Like people just kind of shit all over it. And um, like Siskel and Ebert just panned it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing was they were like, <laughs> they, they commented on how good the special effects were. I because think, they were. Which, I, I think they were, were really good. Yeah. I guess they were for, for 86. They were pretty good special effects. Like I didn't see anything totally like goofy in it that like even watching it, you know, now uh, I didn't see anything that was overly like uh, poorly executed. I've seen other movies that came out during the same time recently and I'm just like, whoa, this is terrible. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think that there's pretty good. I think some of the special effects, even like all, all of the special effects with lightning, I think still hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the, the monsters are believable. Mm -hmm. um, if you look really close, you, they are a little rubbery. Totally. Um, <laughs> but but I nobody mean, wants to look closely at a monster. That's why they're monsters, right? You just like, you like, oh, look away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think um, I I think we could fast forward through the middle section of this movie, which is they go on a rescue mission and rescue everyone but the person that they intend to rescue. That's right. <laughs> and in fact, lose Gracie Law in the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So they they yes they they come out. Uh, with fewer people than they went in. They could no. They come out with more people. Oh, that's true. But I'm with the wrong ones. Yeah. Or yes. with the wrong yes, and they lose one of their their members. So, mm -hmm. so the the other thing is uh, so Lopan, in order to break his curse and become flesh again, he needs to marry a woman with green eyes, and then then he would have to sacrifice her. So he kind of lucks out because not only does Miao Yin have green eyes, but so does Gracie Law. So mm -hmm. he can marry both of them and just sacrifice one and keep one uh, for himself to live out his, you know, yes, pleasures with or whatever because right. he'll be flesh again. Yes. Um, now, the guy who plays Lopan is um what is his name james hong which i'm pretty sure uh, he does a lot of voice actor stuff is he not um the dad the dad's voice the goose or the 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 duck in kung fu panda oh yes he absolutely is it is isn't it <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's been in tons of stuff. Um, and is just like, and it's funny because in 86, he, he couldn't have been that old, but they, man, I actually think the, 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 the decrepit old, like low pan makeup is 
pretty good and kind of creepy. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's super, amazing. It's super good. Yeah. Aside from Jack, who I really like as a character, my favorite character yeah. in this movie is Egg Shen. Oh, like, for sure. Yes. Like, he's so funny. He's so, he's so quirky and, and weird. Um, and I, so Egg Shen is, is played by, um, Victor Wong. Victor Wong. Yeah. And he is like, he is like, he's a sorcerer that uses his abilities for good. So he's like the opposite of Lopan. Yeah. So they, so they go down into the under, underworld below uh, San Francisco's Chinatown, which mm-hmm. is like sort of like a sewer, but like there's like moss and, and like weird stuff living in the, in the water. The, one of the best reactions from Jack is when they're all standing there talking and this monster comes out of a hole, <laughs> grabs, sewer monster. grabs one of the guys rips them through and then egg throws like marbles at it, which then explode. And he said, it'll never come back. That'll never come back out. And Jack's like, what will never come back out? Like, like does not know. He still has not grasped the, like what is happening. Like now there's monsters. He's already dealt with like three guys that can like shoot lightning and fly and stuff. Right. Now there's like weird monsters that come out of nowhere. Egg Shen has uh, this gourd. Pumpkin juice. <laughs> Pumpkin juice. That has some kind of li- liquor in it. That uh, Power potion. It's a power potion. It, <laughs> and it makes, it's a power potion. Okay, hold on. This is a power potion that makes men smarter and stronger. <laughs> it is, I mean, come on. Like, yep. <laughs> all knowing. Uh-huh. It, the exchange between Egg Shen and Jack, like in like right before they do that, he's like, he's like, is that is that a magic potion? And he's like, yeah. Are we supposed to drink it? Yeah. Good. That's what I thought. And yep. they just keep going. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but yeah, they all drink this stuff, and okay, and they toast. And we both kind of froze on this, like the so we watched this twice in, oh. two, in two days. But the first time, Mary and I both kind of like looked at each other when they said this. And I'll let I'll let she's got it written down, so I'll let her yeah, say it. Th- this, yeah, is the, this. this is the toast. <laughs> this yeah, this is this the is... toast they they do when uh, they then uh, when right. they drink the potion. Go yeah, ahead. right before they drink the the power juice. It's here's to the army and the navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's colors, the colors that never run. And it, it's Wang says this part, to which Jack replies, uh, "May the wings of liberty never lose a feather." <laughs> what the hell? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a great toast. It's a fantastic toast, but I just it but it's makes really no weird. sense. Yeah, <laughs> like at no point in time, like it doesn't reference that any of these people were ever in the military or veterans of any kind. Yeah. But they love America. They do, <laughs> as they should. Yeah, as they should. So, yes, and then they get into the Buddha elevator. Jack Wang, Egg Shin, all the all the uh, dudes with them. 
the yellow the yellow banded dudes the mm -hmm. the chang sing gang that yep. they brought with them mm -hmm. and yep. they are gonna do battle with uh lopan yes and his people yes um trying to this is right in the middle of lopan's wedding yes uh he has to use this long needle to sort of jab the the women yeah. in the arm and then like his hands start to bleed like so yeah. he's becoming flesh so he can bleed now so he's he's yeah. he's coming back around it's it's the needle of love the he needle of love jab the needle of love <laughs> into his bride to become flesh that's so ridiculous. which is the second grossest part of the whole movie <laughs> if the first grossest part is splashing san francisco puddle water into your eyes then lopan jamming his needle of love into anyone is the second grossest part of this entire movie yes so there's a floaty eye monster that that is like a sentry that cruises around lopan's lair and they they it spots this group before they get there and then this is the second time that we see it and it alerts lopan to their presence mm -hmm. and that that causes the battle to begin right yeah. um the thing that the thing that i really like about this scene is it's clearly shot in like an empty shopping mall in burbank <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it has to be <laughs> because it, it it has a couple of different levels there's an escalator in the middle of it uh-huh <laughs> i think there's no there's just one escalator it's not but it's not like an escalator but, to the food court where there's one that goes down and one that goes up right thing. but like yeah because they come yeah. down the escalator and then they go back up the escalator towards the end of the battle scene apparently to get an orange julius uh -huh. right. <laughs> and through the neon skull of you know the uh -huh. neon yeah but over, overall, I think it was good. And then the other thing is, is this is a part of the movie where I think we make that shift from Western to like full on samurai kind of comic book type of movie, yeah. especially where like Wang and, and which, is it Rain or Thunder? I think it's Rain. It's that Rain, he's yeah. With. Oh, when they and have they the start flying doing their little fight. Yeah, their jump <laughs> yeah. flight and you can see them like it's the two feet and you can kind of almost see like the onomatopoeias and all that that go around with them mm -hmm. as they're hitting each other and this is also when when eggshin and lopan have their their like sort of magic Mythical. battle yeah where they they conjure two samurais out mm -hmm. of energy that they control and then have them fight each other well, it's almost like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, yes. but really big. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Especially the way that that <laughs> it does his makes thumbs. me think of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the hand gesture that, that yeah. Lopan uses. Um, the, the thing that's great about this is like, this is like a great, there's a, you know, there's a magic samurai battle going on. There is Wang and Rain are doing the flying through the air sword fighting stuff. And the whole time, Jack is pinned on the floor underneath like a warrior guy because his boot had a knife in it and he got it stuck in the guy and can't get the guy off of him because he's too heavy. So he's like missing the whole fight because yeah. he's just pinned 
underneath uh, the samurai. He's crushing against this chest with the dead guy on top of him. Yeah, it which would is immediately perfect pre- for Jack, which is perfect for his character because he is not really a he's not a he, he's not the hero of this movie. Right. <laughs> right. No, Wang is totally the hero. Yeah, I mean immediately preceding this battle, he shot his gun into the air, knocking bits of concrete off the ceiling that hit him in the head and knocked him out for a minute. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack is the comic relief to this movie. Oh, yeah. Totally is. Totally. So this is the big, like, culmination of everything. Where All the bad guys are going to get theirs. Um, so with how powerful they all are, I love how easily, in the end, everyone gets defeated. Right. Well, isn't it? It's Thunder that doesn't even actually get defeated by anyone. He just gets so angry that he explodes. Right. Spo- spoiler alert. I mean, I, I feel like we put that at the beginning, but like, totally. Sorry, like, I guys. mean, he just yeah. like, he blows up. He gets so mad. He starts to blow up. Steam's coming out of his nose. But when he explodes, like, you, you don't see him explode. You see like the particulates come through a doorway and it looks like cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> Like it looks like cabbage just blew up. Like it's really it's very green, very yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, so uh, 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 lightning. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite death in the entire movie. Is this very ominous character? Oh, yeah. is, is coming after them and is is about to zap him, and they just drop a statue on his head. <laughs> and he's and he's done. <laughs> and he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does Rain die? Oh, Rain dies. Rain uh, actually Rain, has like Rain, an honorable Rain, samurai yeah, death. Wing, yeah, yeah, they actually, Wayne kills him with the, in the sword fight. Yeah. But even better though is Jack does get to be the hero for a second. Right. So he's facing off with Lopan. All he has is a knife. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's ever really thrown a knife before, but he like kind of thinks that maybe he can so yeah. uh he first tries to chuck his knife at low pan and completely misses and hits like a gong behind him right, right? Yep. and then doesn't know what to do low pan well and okay so then not just he doesn't know what to do but everybody has this like cross look at each other <laughs> like oh jack you yeah know, like <laughs> Like Gracie Lob rolls her eyes and shrugs her shoulders, and she's just like, oh, "You're so exasperating, Jack." <laughs> it's like, like, did you think that was actually gonna work? Yeah, what did you um, think was gonna happen? But then, Lopan picks up the knife and looks at it, says, "Nice knife," and then throws it at Jack. Somehow. Jack catches it out of the air and complete and and throws it back really quick at mm-hmm. back at him and it mm-hmm. goes right in Lopan's forehead. That's right. He kills yep. the bad guy. Yeah. He gets to be and, a hero. That's right. And, and he looks weird. he looks yeah. so surprised that that, that it worked. <laughs> and it's even better that he has red lipstick all over his face because Gracie had kissed him earlier, so he's yeah. like he looks so ridiculous. Yeah. Um and Lopan's down but the great part is this entire time. So after the alley fight, 
after the alley fight, they, they have to abandon Jack's truck. And so, you know, he's like fighting with mutual insurance of Omaha in Wang's restaurant about the fact that his truck has been stolen by the Lords of, um, what are, Lords, Lords of, of death, by the Lords of death, you know, the can't, the San Francisco street gang that's mission is human trafficking. And so, you know, they come out of the sewer and they go into this warehouse and lo and behold, there is Jack's truck. And I think he even goes, oh, there's my truck. Everything's coming up Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Totally. Yeah. So they find his truck and collectively ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- and yes. And never do we ever understand why Igshen is talking to an, a lawyer, you know, in the very beginning of the movie. We don't need to know that. It's all we good. Need to know it's all that. good. Yeah. We need to know that Jack got to ride off into the sunset and yep. by himself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Kiss her goodbye. Nope. Nope. Doesn't even kiss Wh- her goodbye. Th- which is which is a good one too. Because the, the, is it Eddie that says, or no? What's uh the the reporter lady says? Yeah, Margot. Yeah. She says. Uh, Aren't you gonna even kiss her goodbye? Yeah. And he pauses and turns back and looks and he goes, Nope. Nope. <laughs> <And> leaves. <laughs> I know. In this particular movie, the one thing that surprised me the most at the end is that the theme song that we were listening to <laughs> as we were watching every minute of the credits, which uh-huh. I made Justin do with me, um, was written and performed by the Coupe de Bills. Which I was like, okay, well, who's in the Coupe de Bills? John Carpenter. So John, John Carpenter, Carpenter is in the Coupe de Bills. So the movie was directed by, and the music was by John Carpenter. Right. In this, in this movie, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, did he? We don't want to have another like Kim Halloween Patrol is in Halloween. So yeah. the 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 oh, that was him as well. Yeah. Okay, that does not surprise me because That's that it. is the sound of the music from the airport chase scene. Like, that was the same thing that the airport chase scene music sounded like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I wonder if he got, if he gets a double dip, if he does music <laughs> and the <laughs> directing for that. So that's... And These just, are my royalties for directing. Yeah. These are my royalties for being in the Coupe de Ville. These are my royalties for, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was I mean, super, super fun. Like, I'm glad you liked that movie. We really, well, I don't know if I would go with quite that far, but <laughs> I really enjoyed watching it in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> and you watched it twice? Twice. Yeah, That's we watched it. And you guys are good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would watch it a third time just because. Yeah, I would. Too. I'm. I, I'm. I kind of want to get Emily to watch it because, uh, like having not seen it in so long, I was, I was just dying watching this movie because it's so funny. I forgot how funny it is, but it's also, like, uh, I don't know. It's it's just a really entertaining movie. Even as a forty something adult now, I completely agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, if you haven't seen it, 
you should see it. Big Trouble in Little China. It is an experience. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fun ride for sure. <laughs> well, all right. Um, thanks for being my guest. Yeah, you got it. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Dinner with Nate. I cannot believe I confused Kate Capshaw with Kim Cattrall. Oh, well. Um, thanks to Mary and Justin. Try out their recipe so you too can say, my oh my, it's cheeseburger pie. Go to Dinner with Nate on Instagram for pictures and recipes. I'm Nate Flansberg, and this was Dinner with Nate. Thanks for listening.